Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. We are in First John, and now we're starting chapter 4. And let me start off by asking you a question. How do you know if what you're doing is right? How do you know? There's so many things that are, that are blasting us today on the Internet or on news or uh, in the newspapers, or you've got politicians or you've got celebrities. Um, you know, everybody is tweeting or having Facebook or or doing different things, and you're just getting, uh, it just seems like more and more every time you turn around, there's more and more of an ability for people to express themselves, and now they're expressing themselves politically, spiritually, um, they're having extreme points of views out there, and it seems like uh, in uh, a generation ago, uh, the people who were really expressing themselves would be, you know, those who would who would uh, you know write a book or would do research and put a book together out for public consumption, or there would be a few people on the radio or a few people on the TVs. Now, with uh, internet podcasting, mobile phones, it seems like everybody's their own producer. Everybody's got an opinion, and you know. We're doing a podcast here. It's just like podcasts are all over the place. It's like everybody is expressing their opinions and other people are listening. And it creates big social movements, I suppose, when you look at it. And you see the social media, how powerful these companies have become. You know, they're, they're like the old newspapers or magazine companies of a generation ago. And, you know, we have a lot of stuff in the world, but how do you know if this is truth or not? How do you know if this is God's will or not? And so this is what John is, is getting into now. He's, we're talking about testing the spirits. What is the spirit? Well, he just got through saying earlier that there is a, a spirit of the Antichrist. That was back in uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 18. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard, that Antichrist is coming. So now many Antichrists have come. And his definition 
is um, of this Antichrist is he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. That was back in chapter 2, verse 22. So he's saying these spirits, this spirit of the Antichrist, and he's not really referring to it as a person like he will in Revelation, but he's referring to it as a spirit and that many Antichrists are in the world. And these Antichrists, this, these spirits of the Antichrist are people or 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 spirits that deny that Jesus is the Son of God, that deny Jesus is the Christ, that deny that all of the, you know, the purpose of the Bible is to talk about Jesus Christ, God coming to earth to save man from his sins. So anybody who's putting out their wisdom that denies God's wisdom, that denies Christ, is is an antichrist is against Christ, and so this is really these are really strong words, and these are words that really cut through our way of thinking, you know, because you know that word antichrist it's not mentioned anywhere else in the Bible. John's the only one that that talks about it like this, and you know we think from our movies and looking at Hollywood movies they've made a lot of movies about the Antichrist, sort of like being the devil on earth and and being at the last times, and it's you know that word tends to conjure up an image but john's but John's developing a different image, and this Antichrist could be the spirit of the Antichrist, could be anybody that would deny Jesus and deny that we don't need him. So, you know, look how tempting that is when, you know, you say to yourself or I say to myself, how, for any of us, you know what, I can figure this out on my own. You know, I'm, you know this is a bigger problem. I need to worry about this. You know, maybe if you if you get cancer, you say, uh, you know what, I, you know, I'm going to pray, but I'm also going to do this, too, because, you know, this is a real big problem. And look how tempting it is for us to allow our own self to get in the way of being completely dependent on God, to being completely walking in weakness. Because as Paul said, when I am weak, then I am strong. It is when I am completely vulnerable to God, I'm at my most powerful. Because I'm relying on His power, not my own power. Because God is really the only source of strength that I have. And it's only when I can get myself out of the way and my pride out of the way that I can truly be strong. And so now we've got this acknowledgement that there are so many competing things for our heart and our mind. And these spirits are telling us in the world today that, you know, the Bible's not really relevant to us today, or maybe it is too judgmental, or... It's really intolerant of people, and we need to have more accepting viewpoints. And the people who go to church are just 
being judgmental or they're clinging to mythology or they're not scientific people because today's generation is really scientific. We know that evolution must be true. Even though it was taught initially as a theory, it's been taught so much, we just accept it as fact. Because why? Because it's in so many books, and we trust books. And why? Because they teach it at college, and we trust college. And it's why? Because it, so many professors with, with, uh, with big degrees believe in it, so we must believe in it because they believe in it, right? Even though no one can prove it, it must be true. And so we get in ourselves these ways of thinking, and all of it denies Jesus, but it really magnifies and elevates man's thinking. And John is saying here in chapter 4, he hits it square in the middle. He says, Beloved, this is chapter 4, verse 1, Do not believe every spirit. Okay, now he's been talking about the Spirit of God, and he's been juxtaposing that to the Spirit of the Antichrist, because that's what he's just been talking about in this letter. Again, he says, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, plural, to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. What is he saying? He's saying, Test the spirits. Don't be spiritually gullible. You got to be spiritually wise because people's spirit, people's opinions generate this way of thinking or generate this. And he's using the word spirit, he's showing that we have a Holy Spirit, a living Holy Spirit from Jesus Christ, but he's showing that the world still can reject Jesus Christ. Even though he's already been put to death by the world, even his spirit is being rejected by the world. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Verse 1, verse 2. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So now he is saying there is no way that the world can wiggle out of acknowledging Jesus Christ. There's no way. And this generation or any generation after Jesus was put to death, you still have to acknowledge Jesus Christ in His Spirit, in your spirit. Because it's not just like He's now irrelevant because He died on the cross or He was put to death, however you want to look at it. He's still relevant. Why? Because His Spirit is still in the world. And anybody who believes in Him has been born again. They've been resurrected from the dead. And He is still saying, he is the way. He is the truth. He is eternal life itself. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus Christ is still sovereign. Jesus Christ is still the only way for life itself. And again, he is saying, by this you know the Spirit of God. 
the Spirit. There is only one Spirit of truth in this world. There is only one source of truth in this world. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of God itself, and you know that all these religions from man have been trying to find God all this time through all generations, but John is saying there's only one way to God. There's only one way for life. And only the spirits that confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. That's it. Case closed. End of story. There's only one spirit of God. And the and, to, and you need to be wise enough to test anybody else who's claiming they've got the answers or the solutions or the truth. Only those people that are acknowledging Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. So you can have people that are saying, you know, Christianity is relevant, but Jesus really didn't, you know, he may have died on a cross, but he was certainly not God. He may be a great, he may have been a great teacher, but he certainly wasn't equal to God. And <clears throat> it's been said that Jesus, the, the problem with Jesus that the world always has is Jesus Christ was 100% God and also 100% human. And there are people who cannot get their head around the fact that Jesus was 100% God. No way. And then there are other people that say, I can't understand that he was 100% human at the same time either. You know, he really didn't go through what we're going through. He really doesn't understand what, what we have to go through. The Bible says he was 100% God. He was 100% human. And Jesus Christ came on earth. If he wasn't 100% human, the sacrifice he made on the cross didn't matter. He had to be a perfect offering for the human sacrifice. He had to be a perfect offering for the spiritual sacrifice. And, and, if, and if folks or you know, whatever organizations or whatever you're hearing these days is not a, acknowledging Jesus Christ, it's promoting man's wisdom. It's promoting man's way of thinking or it's pr promoting some other, quote, religion. <clears throat> but if, if it's not acknowledging Jesus Christ, it's an antichrist. It's a false spirit. And John's saying, you can't be spiritually gullible. There is no room in your faith to say, oh, I've got to be tolerant of all religions. Can't say that. Because only the spirit, and he's not really, he's not really using the word religion here. He's just saying spirit. You know? So it's not like he's excluding any human creation. You know, you could call human religions creations, quote-unquote. But he's not even referring to it as a, quote, religion, or a way of thinking, or uh, an educational system. 
or a theory of evolution. He's not referring to any of that. He's calling it all a certain spirit. Something that man has developed to search for truth. He's calling it a spirit. There's only one truth, Spirit of God. So all of these sources of truth in the world today, if they are not acknowledging Jesus Christ, they are false spirits. That's what he's saying. Verse 3, And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and is now in the world already. He said it again. The spirit of the Antichrist, the, the spirits of the Antichrist, these sources of truth in the world, wherever they're coming from, man-made religion, politicians, internet, celebrities, rock stars, sports stars, individual people, college professors, books, movies, videos, songs, all of these things that inspire people and promote concepts or truths or social movements are all, John refers to all of these things as a spirit. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Look at all the things in the world today, all the spirits in the world. How many of them are confessing Jesus Christ? And you, you know, we've got all these social problems. And look at how people are trying to solve the social problems. It's almost like people are trying to solve social problems with politics. And look how people are angry and hateful. No one is acknowledging Jesus Christ. So you can't solve your problems without acknowledging Jesus Christ. Whether it's social problems, religious problems, political problems, financial problems, relationship problems, family problems, personal problems, the problems of depression, anxiety, the problems of health. There, there's no problem on this earth that can be solved without acknowledging Jesus Christ. He made the world, and He made everything in the world, and He made everyone in the world. He's sovereign over the world. And there's no peace on earth without Him. And the spirits of the Antichrist cannot, will not acknowledge Him. Verse 4, Little children, you are from God, and overcome them, for He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Woo! Wow, look at that. Little children. Now, he's talking about little children. He's not talking to them like, he, you know, he's in grammar school. He's saying children. You know, he's talking about the Christians who, who spiritually died with Jesus on the cross and were resurrected. They shared in Jesus' death. They shared in His resurrected resurrection. So, in other words, they become new creations. They are reborn. They are children of God through Jesus Christ. That's what he is. That's who he is referring to as a little child, little child. And for the Christian believers, if you've been 
raised from the dead with Christ. If you've been resurrected with Him, you're a new child. You're a new creation. You're a child of God too. So this child of God, the little children, he is referring to as believers, as Christians. So he's saying, Christians, you're from God. You're not from the earth anymore. You're not from the world anymore. Why? Because you shared with Jesus' death. You've been resurrected. You've already been resurrected from the dead. Now, your physical body one day will die, but you've already been resurrected from the dead. That, to me, is one of the just mind-changing things about this book. You've already overcome these spirits of the Antichrist. You've already come the, overcome the world. You've already overcome sin. You've already overcome your own death. Believe it or not, because you've already been resurrected. You're from God. From God, meaning born of God. How you're born of God? You died already. You died with Jesus on the cross. You've been reborn. Little children, children are born of the resurrection. You are from God. And overcome them, for he who is in you, the Spirit of God is in you. He dwells in you. That's what makes you holy and righteous now. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So the Spirit of God is in you. And that is a greater spirit than any spirit claiming any wisdom, any source of peace in this world. Because all these spirits in the world, if they're not acknowledging Jesus Christ, they're false. And the Spirit of God who is in you is greater than all that. You have everything you need to overcome this world. Don't miss that. You feel overwhelmed? Well, that overwhelmed feeling is an antichrist overwhelmed feeling. Something inside you is telling you you don't have the tools to overcome the world. You're feeling anxious, stressed, depressed, worried, despondent. You feel angry, hateful, resentful, bitter. All that stuff doesn't acknowledge Jesus Christ, right? Those are spirits. Those may be human spirits. Those may be human emotions caused by other people. But those things are not acknowledging Jesus Christ. Because those things are telling you, that way of thinking is telling you, that you don't have the tools to overcome the world. He is telling you that He who is in you is greater than all this in the world and He in who is in the world. The Spirit of God inside you is greater than all these other false spirits in the world that you can choose to, to, to guide your emotions. And don't get me wrong, it's amazing. Three out of, I've read statistics where three out of every five people walking around are depressed or stressed about something. Worry, stress, depression affects so many people. And those emotions are triggered by the environments, of course, that we live in. They're triggered by the interactions of people. They're triggered by whether or not people really love us or support us or kind to us or fair with us, whether or not we have financial troubles, whether or not we have health troubles, whether or not life is going the way we want it to go.
whether or not our sacrifices have really paid off, whether or not the best judgment decisions we made actually were wise or not. There are so many things that happen to us in the world that affect whether or not we're happy about things or worried about things or stressed about things. And these things, again, don't get me wrong, these things are very real. No one is saying you can't ignore or we need to ignore what's going on around us. But at the same time, what John is saying, remember that you are from God. You're you're not from this world anymore. You've already died. And you've already been resurrected. Those things really are so are so superficial. If you were if you were already dead right now and you're you're looking at your own funeral, do those things matter anymore? No, not really. Because you're if you're looking at your own funeral, you're saying, Wow, all, all those things I was worried about don't really matter anymore because I'm dead. John's saying, Look, little children. You've already, you are already now of from, you are already from God. You've been born again. You've been, you died. You've been resurrected. It's now like you are truly looking at your own funeral, except you're alive. You've been reborn into eternal life right here, right now. Your eternal life starts right now. So, in that sense, you've overcome those other things you've overcome all those other those worry things and you've overcome those spirits in the world that are telling so many people today that life is bad or you've got to believe this certain way or it would dictate you being bitter or angry That worldly wisdom creates all these worldly spirits or all these these spirit, again, call these spirits what you will, religions, political movements, social movements, or ways of thinking. Call it what you will. John calls them spirits. And all this stuff that doesn't acknowledge Jesus Christ is sovereign and central and acknowledges His word and wisdom above all of this, those are all spirits of the Antichrist. Anything that doesn't acknowledge Jesus. Look how prevalent it is in the world today. Look how important it is to all of our faith to be discerning Christians, to test the spirits in the world, to see whether they're of God or not, And if those spirits that you're listening to are not of God, stay away from them. They're antichrist spirits. If stuff on the internet, stuff on the TV, stuff on the computers, stuff on your mobile phones, stuff on social media is telling you to think a certain way, test those spirits. See if they're acknowledging. See if that wisdom is acknowledging Jesus Christ. If it is, great. If it is not, it's the spirit of the antichrist. You may find yourself testing the spirits and you may find yourself realizing 
that there's not a lot of truth in the world today. You test the spirits, see what you find. You hear passionate people trying to solve problems, test the spirits. You see people giving all kinds of sermons in all kinds of churches, test the spirits. Test who's acknowledging Jesus Christ is central. Because if they're not acknowledging Jesus Christ, whether it be college professors talking about where the world comes from, whether it's talking about political candidates telling us about whether or not we're going to, how we have to act and behave towards one another, test the spirits. See what's acknowledging Jesus Christ. You'll know why. Because those spirits haven't overcome the world. They're of the world. And he's saying, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you acknowledge Jesus Christ, then you are from God. And you have overcome this world. You have overcome all those spirits that are telling you, you've got to believe a certain way. That you've got cancer and therefore you need to worry. You've got financial trouble, therefore you cannot be generous and give to someone else. That you have not been promoted in your job and therefore you can be jealous or you should be jealous. Something is telling you that your friends or your family or your children or your husband or your wife don't appreciate you for who you are or who you really need to be. Therefore, you don't need to appreciate them. Therefore, you don't need to invest in them or love them right back. All these things that are telling you how to feel, test those spirits. See if they acknowledge Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ's commandments. What were his commandments? This whole letter is about what those commandments are. That's what 1 John's been saying. The two commandments, love God and and love one another. And that's how you know people are in God if they're keeping His commandments. That's what Jesus Christ commanded us to do. Love God and love one another. Test the spirits. Test who's talking about loving God these days. Test the spirits. Test Who's talking about loving one another these days? How do you love one another? You have to forgive one another. You have to be reconciled to one another. And it's not just saying, I love you. It's loving one another, not just in in talk, but in deed, doing good to one another. Loving one another is not just about saying, I love you. It's about loving one another with brotherly affection. Indeed, he said in verse 18, chapter 3, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Okay? Test the spirits. This could be, and it's, this is probably, arguably, 
There's many, many important parts of this letter of 1 John. But what I feel right now is this is probably one of the most important sections in 1 John, maybe in the Bible. You've got to test the spirits. The spirits of the Antichrist are everywhere. And though these spirits of the Antichrist are telling people how to feel, how to hope, how to dream, how to deal with problems, how to deal with relationships. These spirits of the Antichrist are telling you what value you think you are, your self-worth. These spirits of the Antichrist are really dictating human behavior. Test every spirit. Test the spirits to see whether they're from God. And test everything coming into your brain, into your ears, into your, from your eyes. See what's of God. Look at the, the kind of things you're used to looking at, whether it's on the Internet or in print. Does it look like it's from God? Or does it have a lot of vulgarity to it? Or some of the images you see, does it look holy? Is it violent? Is it promiscuous? Is it self-aggrandizing? Test the spirits. What you're listening to, what you're reading, what comes in your heart. All of these spirits are in the world today. So important. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is complete trust in Jesus Christ. Test the spirits. See what is acknowledging Jesus Christ. If it's not acknowledging Jesus Christ, it's not of God, it's not of Christ, it's of the world. And John lumps it all in one big thing as an antichrist spirit. It's important, it is mission critical that we test the spirits in order to be of God, to stay from God, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. God bless you all. We'll stop here. What a powerful study. We're coming into the weekend, so we'll take a break Saturday and Sunday, and then we'll start up here on Monday as we continue our study through First John. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, great study. Can't wait to hear what you have to say today. God bless you all, and we'll see you next week. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse 1 all the way to verse 3. So we have reached a sensitive topic, which talks of the spirit world. So we're dealing with the spirit world in this section. So our teaching begins at chapter 1, sorry, at verse 1 of chapter 4. And it reads, Beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So John is talking to believers here to test, to prove, um, you know, if they are dealing with uh, people who are talking about, you know, the spirit of God. So we're dealing with the spirit world here and the world the word of God has a lot to say about it 
For instance, in Psalms 104, verse 4, it um, reads, um, Who makes his angels spirits and, sorry, who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flame of fire. And um, this is also coded in Hebrews 1, verse 7. And it reads, <clears throat> And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits, and he ministers, and his ministers a flame of fire. So today, you know, we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, with God's Spirit. You know, everyone is in, like, if you're a child of God, um, you have, um, God, you're given God's Spirit. So, you know, the question that we ask is, um, today, do angels today have a ministry to the church? And Magee doesn't seem to think so. As we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit and we just can't improve <clears throat> on this arrangement. So we're given a better arrangement. You know, we're given God's spirit, part of God's spirit. And today, you know, emphasis needs to be placed on the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So the Holy Spirit is what guides us. So, and it, it's what indwell, it's, it's in our lives and it should be in our hearts as well. So they are good angels that actually serve God and they are fallen angels, as scripture says, that are spirits. And scripture calls them so. <clears throat> so, do I believe there's angel ministry today? No. I will go with Dr. J.V. McGee. <clears throat> because God has given us something better. And, um, you know, we ought to be careful. Because <clears throat> Satan also has his um, angels that are in the spirit world. And the gospel says, you know, a great deal that in Christ's day, they were unclean spirits. That is, you know, <clears throat> demonism so they are called demons as scripture has stated so we are in a spiritual battle that is beyond the flesh and this is why we're told to put on the whole armor of god and paul in ephesians 6 verse 12 let me just turn there <clears throat> he says um For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So here, um, you know, the devil has his army of demons very organized. So he has, you know, at the top, the generals, the lieutenants, the, the colonels and down. Um, along the ranks, the sergeants, the corporals, and you know the plain old infantry and the regular soldiers, and God has His army organized, you know, in that order as well. So we are told in verse one to believe, not to believe every spirit. That's um, of First John. Um, 
of uh, 1 John 4, verse 1. Let me just read that again. And it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. So we're told not to believe every spirit. You know, that is, there are unclean spirits out there today. So we are to test the spirits. And today we are seeing a manifestation of demonism. It's there, which is all around us. So there is satanic worship today. It's not even a hidden fact, which is um, which was actually uncommon back in the day. But today we have satanic churches around. You know, I haven't, you know, come across a satanic church, but I've seen it on TV and <clears throat> and people, you know, openly worship the devil today. So John here is talking to God's children. He's talking about how we are to love each other, how we are to help each other, but we must be careful. You know, we must use proper judgment and discernment. So Paul prayed for the Philippians. You know, he had said, I pray that your love may abound more and more. So he's talking to them to love each other more and more and to grow in knowledge and in all judgment. So, you know, let us love in, you know, proper judgment. You know, it's, 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 um, it's one thing to, to, you know, to love your brethren and just be sloppy and, um, you know, or, uh, you know, yeah, be sloppy about it and all, but, um, let's be careful with how this love is actually portrayed to others. Let us use, let us grow in knowledge and in all judgment. It's wonderful to love, but we should do so with caution and good judgment as we live you know in this mean wicked world and people are always plotting and scheming you know which will actually deceive us this world if we are not careful so john here is saying prove test the spirits just because you know the thing looks like it's supernatural and there is a lot of this kind of ministry that's going on today for example, here in Africa, you have a lot of this kind of ministry. Um, you know, you have the miracle workers and, you know, who are going about turning, um, you know, turning uh, water into, you know, petrol for the car. Or, you know, they give you miracle money, things like that. There's nothing supernatural about it at all. It's just, you know, a camouflage Christianity. So we are to test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And John here is talking about the false teachers. And, you know, Paul also said so in First Corinthians um, 14, verse 3. Let me just, if I can quickly just turn there. <clears throat> um, First Corinthians, First Corinthians, fourteen, um, verse three, reads, "But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to man." So, um, prophecy here means to teach. You know, there are many false prophets, many false teachers. Um, it's not somebody who just is always prophesying the, 
the, the, the future, but so, um, here prophecy meaning teachers as well. There are many false people out there, as Paul had said. So prophecy means to teach, to exhort, to instruct. So there are many false prophets, teachers that have gone out into the world, and we need to be careful today as these people may be teaching false doctrine but they go about saying, Lord, Lord, and they carry a Bible with them, but they're false. Okay, <clears throat> so how do we distinguish this? And we have this in verse 2 of 1 John chapter 4, and it reads, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. So here... You know, every spirit that confesses. So this is where it all begins. It began in Bethlehem. He was born um, in Bethlehem. And it's the incarnation. Because Calvary and the garden tomb are meaningless unless his who he claims to be. The God man. And today, the way we can actually determine... The false one is he will deny the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. So these false teachers will talk nice about the Lord Jesus Christ and what a remarkable person he was. And, you know, he was, you know, a plane, a notch higher than everybody else you know than every other person so he was and how he had a great knowledge of God and you know his ministerial work. So John says, um you know, the word, and this word is God, and he created all things, and he became flesh, and Bethlehem, at Bethlehem, at the incarnation, Jesus Christ came in that. So, Gnosticism in John's day, which was one of the heresies, said that Christ came upon Jesus at his baptism and left him at Calvary. So that, that's, that's, that's one way of actually telling if these people are false. Just like in John's day, they had the Gnosticists. So scripture says that the baby in Bethlehem was more than a remarkable baby. And his death upon the cross was no ordinary death. And when he rose from the dead, he rose bodily from the dead. And he was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification. He was more than a child. He was the precious prince of peace who made peace by the blood of his cross and someday shall bring peace to this wicked world. So this is the way you tell the false prophets by what they believe about Jesus Christ. Verse 3 of First John um, chapter 4 reads, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard his coming, which you have heard was coming, sorry, and he's now already in the world. So John has mentioned for the third time the word Antichrist. And he's the only writer who mentions Antichrist and only mentions this in um, his epistles so in first john 2 22 we have seen who the antichrist is so that's the one who denies the father and the son and um, another reference was made in first john 2 18 
So the Antichrist can mean two different things and it can be either against or instead of. So, you know, instead of meaning an imitation. And this is in scripture. So Jesus Christ said, many shall come in my name, that is, you know, imitating him. And the Antichrist in this scene is, you know, an imitation. So the other is against Christ. And we have this in Revelations 13. And we have, you know, where we have two beasts. The first beast is a great political ruler that is coming to rule the world. And um, that's going to be a world dictator. Then we have a religious antichrist. That's an imitation. Uh, a religious ruler that is coming and is called the false prophet or teacher and he causes the world to actually worship the first beast that's the political ruler and he comes like a lamb but is not he's actually a lamb in a he's actually a wolf in lamb's uh, skin so he imitates christ so it will take two men to actually fulfill all that's said about the antichrist so a great political and a religious ruler at the end time and today it's all building up to that it's coming uh, the coming of the Antichrist, that is, all religious, religions, sorry, of the world will be put together and, you know, for, for the sake of peace, and the same kind of movement politically is also, you know, we can actually see it, we have all these unions, European Union, the African Union, and all, and, you know, they will say it's going to bring peace, and it will bring peace temporarily to this world, and today there are many Antichrists, but are not the antichrist that's talked about in revelation 13 so they are teachers they're like small small antichrists they are teachers that are moving the world closer to the coming of the antichrist so yeah this is our teaching today thank you all for listening in and i hope you have a pleasant friday god bless you all bye bye Oh, you know, my, you know, my, you know.